Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're legally of age, of course, because this is the Emerald Rose Pub. And uh, we're virtual, so we'll never check your ID. You're here to have some fun and enjoy yourself. That's okay. I have been so busy writing podcasts, I just have not taken that much time to publish them. So I thought, well, let's put a few together and see what happens. Okay, the first one is, oh, basically part of the recent news, but in a roundabout way, I deal with it. Okay, this is called A Sad Commentary on Condominiums. First, my background. Since moving down here to Florida at age 51, it was a quasi-retirement move, but having been a local career field since starting work down here and loving to own my own, run and manage my own businesses, I looked for options. I wasn't ready to make, to sit and smoke a big fat cigar, uh, played golf with the guys for four days a week, and spend the rest of my life watching golf tournaments or Major League Baseball spring training. When we first moved down to Florida, I did a lease to purchase on a uh, new townhome uh, to see if we, my wife and I, would like the idea of living that close. Uh, prior to that, we had had a big old house up in Maine. Uh, I won't go there, but it went away, let's say that. Okay? Uh, I, I was on this townhome that we looked at when we first came down here. It was part of a homeowners association. Sounds cool to me, all the landscaping, re-roofing, road maintenance, and even the outside painting and other homeowner stuff were paid by us, covered in the tiny fee over and above the usual lease-to-own elements. Well, I, it was spacious, comfortable. My wife and I could plant flowers if we wanted to, not me, uh, within the provisions of the documents. The documents were a contractual agreement in legal form between the owner, ergo my wife and I, and the mythical association. I read all of the complete 150 some odd pages. I picked up on the board of directors who were eventually responsible for running the entire homeowners association after the developer turned the association over to the homeowners that bought the homes. As I read and dug a little deeper, I was able to find out that this homeowners association, as well as something they call a condominium owners association, were controlled by state statute, chapter 718 and 720 respectively. Further research showed that you had to be a licensed community association manager in the state of Florida to manage these associations. I went ahead, took the course for the state approved instruction companies and schools, and I even went to a couple of live weekend studies where you're there all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Anyhow, on uh, I think it was right around December 4th of 2005, I took the state exam and became a community association manager 
licensed within the state of Florida. For the next 11 years, I worked for several association management companies before becoming a state-approved LLC, Limited Liability Corporation, within the state of Florida. And I've managed over 25 associations, both condominium and homeowner, uh, since that time. So I've been instrumental in also in at least five what they call latent building defect lawsuits in a time where I acknowledged, and I, I'm sorry, and at that time I was acknowledged and accredited as an expert witness in those matters as well. Now to the point of this whole quick little broadcast. What happened at the condominium tower in Champ I think it's called Champlain Towers in Sunrise, Florida, it was preventable. And there were more disasters, and there are more disasters coming in the following years as we go on. Huh? Because of money, level of responsibility, an individual sense of responsibility involved, it is severe possibility for every condominium and homeowners association in the state of Florida, as well as every other state with some similar legislation to get the best of both of them. Well, I'll write some more on that probably some other day, but today we're just going to try and give you some of the fragments I've been working on. And what I'd like to do is ask you, what, what do you think? Uh, it's your podcast, uh, yeah, your, your, my podcast, and your podcast. What you want to hear about, I'm happy to talk about. I've never, ever been at a loss for words. Only when my mouth was full. Uh, of food, that is. Okay. Something different. Ready to read on? Here we go. This podcast is very concise, and it's a question that I'm asking you to answer. And obviously, answer any other questions that I pop up in here. First of all, what is your reality? Today, not your nationality, not any other ality words, for example, quality or totality. We are much more than just an adverb in life. We will be the hope of life to come, the thoughts that someone will think, and those words that someone will write and commit to paper or electronic means like this podcast. But we are the energy that someone will live. Oh, by the way, that's called our viability. What we are in the level of advancement is that our God or whatever other deity that's in your life sphere or attributes to you, it cares to attribute the progress of mankind. You are a responsible member of life. In a blog which I've been writing since 2005, also called the, uh, oh, what did I call that? Well, anyhow, if you want to go read it, just go www.guinness222.com and you'll find me. Okay, uh, but that I've been writing since 2005, so, you know, I, I would get more than one pack of uh, cigarettes and 
possibly three cases of beer before you embark on that journey. Well, anyhow, I put a tagline on that one, and the tagline on it is very simple. It says, you are not responsible for luck, but you are for life. The older I get to be, and as you know, I'm 76 now, as I write this, and absolutely untethered, feeling-wise, uh, I feel, I try and tell it the way I see it, no obfuscation, no fancy words or phrases, but simply the way I see it. That is indeed the reward for a writer. Let's go back to the man with the cave drawing images that I did in another uh, podcast here a little bit earlier and take a quick look at that. Precisely what they did and tried to do during their period on this earth, well, that we now try and manage. I marvel every time I think of the previous paragraph. Stop for a minute and imagine knowing you could think, you could feel, and you did have loves and fears every day. What you did not have at that point was a way to communicate that thinking and that feeling into something other than cave dwellers that, that they could understand. Imagine the lack of a language, a word, as we know language today. Ah, they would try going every day, the entire day, even a half a day, without talking to anybody. Then just grunting, gesturing, or simply trying to make someone else understand what you are trying to tell them. Or communicate to them. And we wonder why this world is so fouled up these days. Well, unfortunately, the younger you are, the more observant you have to be to the mores and customs of the day you live. Now, my simple question, do you agree or disagree or have any opinion? Stop for a minute or two and imagine you are that caveman. This is what a free country, free speech, and the right to pursue happiness is all about. Again, imagine that you're that caveman. Imagine the levels of frustration your experience now you see my point. That entire society had a subconscious decision to find, had made a subconscious decision to find a way to communicate. And thank God for those of us who are here today that they did. We all learn to communicate and yearn to do it. Not simply live. I mean, an amoeba lives, a dog lives, a cat lives. That quality of life and what they do is nowhere near we, where we are. Well, drop me a line at ag2guinness at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Okay, that's another little piece of the rock set aside for now. Okay. Another one. I think I put this one up, by the way. Yep, I marked it. It says that it's been published, so... Never mind, I'm not going to read that one to you. But I'm sure that I have more here.
Uh, let me see. Well, now, here's one that's not marked published or written or anything else. And this is called, oh, when did I write? I wrote this one in 2017. So this is a golden oldie. It's called Welcome to the United States of Certifiable Loonies. Now, remember, this is 2017. In November, we the people elected a new president of the United States of America. Yay, that was Donald Trump. According to the governing documents of our democratic republic. For those who erroneously assume this was a democracy, look again. Pull out your old history book, civics. Go back and learn what you missed that day in class. Let me take a crack at a simplified lesson for you about what it is and save you the time and protest line and other anti-American efforts you so may so servantly deign to be the right of the people. I don't mince words, so here we go. First a question. Why am I always asking you questions? Oh well, first a question. If Senate seats are awarded based on pure population, about 75% of the Senate would be made up of senators from New York and California. More people, the more senators, right? But eminently not fair to the farmers, the small states, and to our midlands, who are their people nevertheless, but they're also more of our assets. Think about your steak, your pork chops, your corn, your cotton, etc. Guess I missed the last cotton field in New York when I drove through it. Anyhow, but I diverge from the topic. Aside from the real inequality of the vote, strictly based on a raw vote count, we needed a way to make it all fair and honest. First, we decided that the U.S. Senate should be comprised of two elected senators from each state in the Union. 50 states, 50 senators. Whoop. Then they decided, well, wait a minute, we just can't have one senator per state. So, well, let's make it two senators per state, right? So that was 50 states, 100 senators. Boy, that minimized the pure singular popular vote being a controlling factor in our election, which is the easy, single easiest thing to manipulate in our entire election process. I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, and then, eight years old, began working the elect election process for whatever candidate paid the most to stuff flyers indoors and provided a good lunch, of course, every Saturday and sometimes Sundays. So trust me, more dead people voted every year than you could believe, and that was back in the 50s. And one reason was because the live folks just, just couldn't be bothered. You do what you have to do to get elected, including resurrecting some of your constituents. Ah, sounds cynical, but you have to be up in Boston, let me tell you. Anyhow, then we had a dude writing this Constitution way back when named Tom Jefferson, who was a pretty sharp guy. 
Yeah, he was a slave owner, and yeah, he was a plantation owner, and yada, yada, yada. But I don't want to hear that crap. You, you want that? Go read a book on whatever this thing is, this uh, oh, stuff they're trying to teach our kids today in school. But anyhow, <clears throat> but that electrical college, not electrical, electoral college, which allowed for a popular vote to be included in congressional districts to have each a single vote consisted of then a, an electoral vote for one of the congressional districts, 535 congressmen, congresspeople, 535 electoral votes voted in that country through the electoral, what they call the electoral college. The Founding Fathers allowed the state's rights in which each state could allocate their electoral votes in a way that they saw fit, uh, i.e., if they wanted to require that they be split by a percentage of popular vote or, as most did, simply make it a winner-take-all based on the congressional districts majority won, 16 districts Democrat, 12 Republican, four other. At the end of the day, they all came together and whichever party candidates tallied up the most votes in the electoral college by the state's governing rules were received the votes accordingly. For example, let's say Iowa has eight congressional districts. Electoral is total and is the winner take all of the state. If the Republican candidate had garnered six of those eight electoral votes or a majority of its districts, all eight would become Republican electoral votes. But remember, Iowa only gets two electoral votes. So they must be for the Republican candidate. Gee, pretty sharp, huh? On the other hand, let's say California has 42 congressional districts, therefore 42 electoral votes, and the Republican Party has collected 15 of the districts, and the Democrats, 27 of the, of the districts. If California is the winner take all, then all of the congressional districts become one electoral vote. But remember, there are only two electoral votes allowed for California. So those two electoral votes that they have become Democratic Party states votes. So far, the total in the electrical vote, electrical, man, I'm doing it again. I tell you what, let me skip that and head on down to, this, to the end of this and we'll wrap it. So regardless of individual population, Every state has equal representation in the nation. On that basis, and it's weighed equally in the national election stage, on the stage. Now, let's say Iowa, based on the state's constitution, allows for split electoral decision. And this time, the Republican Party has five of the electoral votes, and the Democratic Party has three of the votes. So the percentage allocation would be 
one electoral vote for the Republican Party and one electoral vote for the Democratic Party. Even I'm getting confused here, folks. I know, it's, it needs to be looked at. Well, it sounds like it's confusing enough, but it was designed to provide equality to the voting process by its true membership, the States of the Union. Traditionally, folks knew that this in a prior election from school and education, but this time, not too much. Get over it. Go start your own democracy and we'll keep our representative democracy or representative republic. I'm not sure these days what we are. Uh, I guess it's Schumerism, Pelosiism, and Mitchie McConnellism. I don't know what he's doing, he's just not. But I think that's enough for today. I'm even getting tired reading it because it, uh, I probably should have done better on this. Well, stay tuned tomorrow. We'll pop another couple up there for you to uh, enjoy. Have a good day, friends. Bye-bye.